what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the shooter pass podcast it is officially episode 50 we have lasted 50 consecutive episodes in a row and still here to talk nba basketball as always this is one of your hosts chevy on this podcast you can find me at baseline chevy on the twitter machine and i have my great co-host as always here for episode 50 guys get robbie gay welcome Woo-hoo! Woo woo! Happy 50th! So we got that 50 burger in the bag. We hit, but baby. we're still not millionaires. What the fuck, Chevy? Mm-mm. I mean, hundredaires. Fine, you know. We're, yeah. we're, you know, we revived this podcast back in July. I mean, we're just blaming it on the pandemic. You know, everybody's doing that. The pandemic set us back. But we're here. Yeah, we're True. here. We're here. We made it through 2020. That's saying a lot. Also, yes. Chris Gronkowski followed Baseline Times on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did that by mistake or not, but we're gonna pretend that like he's gonna set up like a sponsorship deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not even basketball related, but we don't care. We take all the credit where we can get it. Hi, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, guys, episode five zero. Yeah, we made it. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm happy. How, how are you guys doing though? You know, it's been a been a week since we last talked and a lot of things has happened james harden obviously right um, which we talked in yeah. depth about He's back. yeah yeah he sure is they they want the net the nets are back to winning me money on the betting lines i'll tell you that I'll thank you james harden. harden scary hours watch out <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely we'll, we'll definitely get into a little bit of that here um yeah how, how's your life going gabe how are you doing man you okay there I mean, I've been doing fine in football. If Michael Thomas would have maybe got maybe two catches, Slant Boy, Slant Boy fucked up my whole money line. You saw in the group, I was almost at 3K at one point, and he just, he caught zero balls. Just dropped all three balls. Drew Brees' old ass didn't throw him anything after that. So it's like, he messed up my whole money line. But I mean, I know this is an NBA podcast, but I mean, come on, guys. Like I'm just saying, I owe my money to go higher, and he it, fucked it up. It has been 18 long years since <laughs> I've seen any kind of success for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And how often do you get like not even just like a good quarterback, but like <laughs> arguably the greatest of all time on your team, age 43, and and this happens? It's it's very rare, right? So I'm very 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 uh, appreciative of this. And um, yeah, but it's awesome. It's been a great ride, man. I'm a happy guy, dude. It's a great week for me. You know, obviously, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. We'll give it up for you. Good job, Chef. We'll we'll give you some. We're going to go in there to Lambo and do some damage. I'll tell you guys that. But um, yeah, it's been a great. It was a a great weekend, man. I can't complain at all there. How about you, Robbie? How's the weather out there in Arizona, man? It's kind of cold in Florida. Well, I was tanning in the pool yesterday, so that was fantastic. Mm. Today's a little cloudy. I officially turned my guest bedroom closet into my little studio which is very nice i'm very yeah, happy about it I'm very excited wow. it's yeah it's a nice little walk-in closet actually though like i'm looking up right now and there's just like a shit ton of boxes if there was an earthquake that, that hit us right now <laughs> you I'd go. i'm gone i'm getting <laughs> decapitated in my studio but you know what i'd die oh, on the podcast i'd die recording i'd die yeah working also at crossfit today we were doing clean and jerks and i was bringing the bar up to do a jerk and i whacked the shit out of myself mm. on my nose so i looked mm. like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but i finished the workout so mm. you know you gotta look at the positives yeah you gotta you look finished. at the positives no pain no gain baby cliche hell 
There you go. There you go. Well, that's good. That's good to hear, guys. Yeah, it sounds like everyone's headed in the right positive direction here in uh, 2021. And uh, we are obviously here again. Shout out to us for making it this far, episode 5-0. And uh, the good thing about the NBA here, they haven't canceled the season, so there's still games going on. And uh, I am going to be honest here. You know, it's been a little bit of a little bit of a shit show right with all these cancellations but it seems like uh the covid curve has kind of came and went i'm just hoping it's like a it's a covid curve right like mm-hmm. all right guys get it out your system let's get back and play ball here but uh, i gotta say are you sure the covid curve has come and gone because what do you think robbie i don't know man I mean, can i call you like robbie fucci <laughs> no it's episode? fauci you're the fucci you're the great value fauci <laughs> No, all I don't right, want right, to be right. no great value shit. I want to be the real deal. Just call her Even Rauchy. though I have absolutely Rauchy. no knowledge of COVID on the level that Anthony Fauci does, I, Rauchy. I mean, I still think, I still think they need to eventually go back to a bubble if they want to finish the season. Yeah, out. I, agree. I agree. Um. Also, I have a question. What is in the food in Cleveland? Like, is the food in Cleveland inherently bad? Because, like, these Cleveland Cavaliers players be throwing food at coaches. First, it was J.R. Smith. And then over the weekend, it was Kevin Porter Jr. Who, and honestly, like, I'll take his side on this. Like, he was pissed because they went in there and they moved all his shit out of his locker and gave it to Torian Prince, who just got there. And they moved into oh, another locker. Like, no. I would be pissed, too, if they did that shit without telling me first. But, damn, kid, you ain't got to, like, resort to having an outburst and throwing food. Come on, first now. First of all, why is he on the bench uh, anyway? Was it, is it doing a game? I don't know, but who's, who's like, in charge of that? It's got to be, like, the equipment manager or something, right? Like, like why do you just, like, all of a sudden like, want to uproot one guy's lock? Is there, like, a method to the madness? Are you in alphabetical order? Like, like what, what, what's the locker? point of moving the goddamn locker? I mean, he hasn't played this season, so and and they moved him with, you know, the I guess the area of the locker room where all the players that you know are kind of bench warmers are at. So I don't know. Uh, that must have hit his ego or something. I mean, he's that's a guy that's got a lot of personal conduct issues since he was a freshman at USC. So um, it looks like I don't know if the Cavs already released him i did the last thing i read is that they were looking to trade or release him and i mean listen if this is a guy that is continuously disrupting or distract distracting the locker room in a negative way then you got to cut the cord um yeah it does you know i was thinking about Kyrie though i'm like okay so like how long is is the leash on Kyrie? you know in brooklyn you know like at one point are they gonna say all right man you coming back or not like what's the deal here because if not then let's see what we can get for you Mm-hmm. yeah yeah right yeah i mean and then you know talking about Kyrie, we got Kyrie rejoining the nets that's the latest uh news for him says he just needed a pause uh comes out with an apology i mean if it's sincere and genuine i mean but how i mean to me this was forecasted he was gonna come on and say these things anyways and apologize like we talked about this like to me it's just over and over again it's just <laughs> the same story i mean can hey, look? Are you? Would you guys say you would accept him again doing this, or ha, does it have to stop because now you're you're just being ridiculous? Just either you play basketball or you don't play basketball. I know, Gabe, you said just don't play. Yeah, I, I, just, I just feel like if you want to be an advocate for whatever you're trying to do, 
or unless you have mental health issues, you know, then just take care of that. Like you could you could put basketball on hold, but it's it's just the way he went about doing it. Like if you got mental health issues, you can't make light of that situation, obviously. But if you're going to take a leave of absence, communicate with the team. Now I'm not sure if he hasn't communicated with the team, but if he didn't, then that's the least you can do. Like guys are saying that okay, maybe they're trying to save face for Kyrie, saying okay, Kyrie will speak to you when he's ready. But I feel like he just did it on his own. He didn't communicate with nobody. He went dark. And then he finally at parties, and he's at a, a Zoom meeting with a city council member. So I feel like if you're going to do that, do it the proper way. You know what I mean? Or just put basketball on hold, you know, and, you know, handle your business. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree. I agree with Gabe. You know, obviously, if if he is going through something, I totally get it. And hopefully the team is providing him with resources to deal with that, if that is the case. Um, I honestly get the feeling that there's a lot of things that we don't have the full story on with regards to Kyrie mysteriously disappearing from being with the team and with the whole James Harden trade. Now I I said a theory last week and I'm sticking by (laughs) that. I'm not Mm -hmm. really sure. You know, I, I feel, I feel a little hesitant to jump down Kyrie's throat. Um, based on what we know as facts, the way that he's gone about this whole thing has been unprofessional. But again, I think that we need to hold off a little bit before releasing all the, you know, and getting all the details and all the facts on the table before we make um, a judgment, you know? Um, And that's saying a lot for me because, you know, I don't really care for Kyrie. Because you call him a fucking Queen's Gambit. That's why. He is a Queen's Gambit. And that was actually a compliment. (laughs) Okay, Kyrie? So if you're listening, you're (laughs) welcome. (laughs) <laughs> I had your back. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I mean, I yeah, I, I guess. I, the thing is, you know, the next step for me, the next thing is for me is that now, you know, how, okay, great, you apologize. How does this translate to the court? Are you going to be mad because you might be third fiddle on this team? And by the way, I, I actually am going to backtrack on my James Harden comments about him playing, you know, third fiddle because, boy, if this guy can get his point guard skills together. He made a comment after the game last uh, against Milwaukee. He said, you know, I, I got to work on my point guard skills, you know, not try to not lose the ball to, as much as I am. Mm-hmm. James Harden's a great facilitator, man. Yeah. I mean, like the first game he came back, he, he hit that pass. He dropped, you know, behind his back, bounced it to uh, Jeff Green at the three-point line. I mean, that highlight was all over. I'm like, damn, like, damn, that's some sick. That's a sick pass, man. I, I was like, this is the mo- one of the most entertaining passes of the season so far in this dry-ass season, but – you know, there's little things like that. And then just the, the chemistry that he has with uh, KD. I mean, you, he, he got that offensive rebound um, against the Bucks, and then just threw that thing at KD. Because you know KD is on almost automatic. Near deadly, you know, when he's got the ball, they're wide open at the top of the key. So, hey, man, I mean, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice you know, three-punch combo if you ask me if Kyron gets his shit together and accept that. Um, and just kind of, you know, hang loose. I mean, he's, he's a great ball handler. Blur. Yeah, I mean, it's, (laughs) you know, I mean, but it's, I'm glad that James Harden looks happy. I'll say that, you know, when it it comes down to, you know, we're talking about players and and guys that really want to get in better situations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we we never knew what he went through in Houston, too, behind the scenes, obviously. I I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of the the Houston Rockets owners. So, you know, I I, I don't know what happened behind the scenes or what what transpired. But, you know, we never know, like you mentioned, Robbie. But I got to agree with that. I got to agree. Personally, I am done with the off-court drama. I mean, not necessarily. No, hold on. I love the drama off the court. 
No, I like drama too, so let, let it continue. Yeah. But I, just, I want <laughs> things to be just as interesting on the court. Civilized drama. Like, like you said, Chevy, it's been kind of dry. It's been kind of dry, and we need it to yeah. get a little wet. Uh, uh-huh. I agree with that, yeah. We need a whoppier NBA season. Oh. Whoppier NBA game. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> How do we move on from this comment? Where do we go? Where do we go? <laughs> Let's just pray for Karis LeVert. How about that, guys? Can we yes. pray for Karis LeVert? Let's get some guide, good guidance on our podcast. Oh my God. Damn, it sucks, bro. You it sucks, for, right? for the people that don't know, break it down, Chevy. Like, what is going on with Karis So, uh, I'm again, I'm not a medical expert, but they they found a mask on his kidney. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Like, and, I believe it. getting surgery, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. So, there was an MRI that was done. Uh, apparently, apparently, he said that, like, the trade could have possibly saved his life, which is crazy. You yeah. got to take a pause, get a physical, and then you find that out. It's like, holy shit. That's true. You mean, okay. yeah. That's yeah. wild. You could have died on the court. You never know. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Mm. That is pretty crazy, man. I mean, very, very crazy. But, you know, I, I really, really wish the best for him. I mean, we really gave, you know, we loved him going we to Indiana. Him, for sure. And really hope he can get back in there and see, you know, make sure. But, you know, he's got the best, some of the best health care, I'm sure. Um, speaking of health, uh, Nurtish is out for six weeks. Another guy is, uh, was it his wrist? He broke wrist. Fractured yeah. right CJ wrist. is out too, right? Yeah. Foot for CJ. CJ. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got like he's a reevaluation. Starting to hit Portland again, man. Mm-hmm. Or Blazers, man. Yeah, they sure are. You think that can actually do some damage and boom, two, two of the key guys. Just like that. I'll tell you guys, man, you know, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Well, the Utah Jazz, you know, I mean, talk about them if you want to. <laughs> I mean, this is just so boring. Like, what can you talk about? I mean, just boring. Well, you guys have listened to the right podcast. We can talk about a lot of things here. Of course, we'll talk about uh, our shooter pass rounds and hit you guys with some fire coming up there. And then at the bottom of the show, we have a very own specialized dribble dunk or flop it's our version of Mary fuck kill basically and we have a few interesting topics uh where we'll go through that there so we have some things to talk about we do have some things to talk Word. about gabe gabe loves the nba he is still very excited about the oh, product yes. on the court despite covid and all the challenges that that brings people remember we are the most legit <laughs> nba podcast in the motherfucking game I have okay. a big smile yeah. on my face. Yay. Absolutely. And if you're still listening to this, find us at Baseline Times on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, you heard earlier, Chris Gronkowski follows us, so you should too on the Twitter. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you guys at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the gram. Gabe XL. You know me, baby. Both platforms. Let's do it. What is this sex line hot sex hotline <laughs> working right now, man? You, Gabe. We're we're making your <laughs> life a little hard. We have it. Oh, that was that word. We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Pause. 
shoot or pass. All right, it is time for the shoot or pass round here. You guys know the drill. If we agree with the statement that's read, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement that's read, we will pass. Shoot or pass. It is time to hit the panic button in Miami. Robbie Gabe, which one of you guys wants to go first? Who, which one of you Heat Nation fans want to take this? I mean, I, I'll take it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say pass because I think the whole Eastern Conference needs to panic. As we see what's going on with Brooklyn, I mean, it's a short sample size, obviously, but if Katie and Harden are clicking this way, they just beat the Bucks recently. Uh, I think yesterday, the way they're playing as a as a unit, I think the whole Eastern Conference needs to be put on notice. I mean, even perhaps the West. I mean, this is a deadly duo. And now you get Kyrie, you got to incorporate him somehow into the mix. But um, as far as the Heat is concerned, I mean, it's been probably one of the uh, rough seasons for them in a while. And I think we have such high expectations for them based on the playoff uh, success they had last season. So coming into the season, you expected them to do better. But like I said, injuries, COVID, and just postponements, they're out of sync, a million different lineups. I just feel like, you know, they'll get it together, but it's meaningless because I feel like the Brooklyn Nets will be the team that's going to just overtake the league. Mm. Robbie, how do you feel about that? Uh, I hate it. I hate it because I'm not going to lie. I've got my finger on the panic button. I'm not bringing myself to press it just yet, so I'm going to say pass. But, man, pretty much every heat game i've watched lately i'm like squinting i'm like doing double takes to see like who's playing on the court because guys are in and out constantly jimmy butler hasn't played much we haven't seen a lot of avery bradley who was like one of our big sign well our biggest signing um tyler hero and bam have also been out games have gone postponed because of covid and you know in spite of that like you know obviously those are relatively good excuses those are some of your best players out in and out of the lineups constantly but averaging 18.3 turnovers per game as of sunday being the second worst in the league and having the league's highest turnover rate unacceptable unacceptable listen they had 23 turnovers on sunday unacceptable we're also last in the league in offensive rebounds per game unacceptable we are better than that we should be better than that and if it turns out that we're not better than that then i'm gonna probably have a meltdown on this podcast so stay tuned i guess (laughs) it sounds like you're no i'm just kidding um (laughs) well um i'm gonna pass guys i mean it's it's the eastern conference really uh it could be worse you could lose your starting point guard lose six in a row go from sitting at top four in the East and now you're ninth place in the East and you're the Orlando Magic. Um, so yes, it could be a lot worse. So I will say that. Uh, yeah, pass. I don't think just yet. Obviously, I think Gabe, in your perspective, maybe a little bit of panic, although there still is a trade deadline. Um, there's still things that can be done. So, you know, we'll see. I think Miami's options kind of are thinning out. Obviously, Greek resigns, you know, Greek freak. You're not going to get the Greek freak. Um, you know, there's all... Last week we talked about Bradley Beal, so I mean, you know, there's there's little scenarios, little situations here and there. Um, you know, obviously Victor Oladipo, there was rumors he, you know, he piqued interest to go to Miami. Depending, on, you know, depends how you guys feel about him. So I think you know to improve the team, you, you guys kind of might want to have to do that. 
uh, to win the East again, but no panic just yet for the Miami Heat, in my opinion. Shooter pass. If the rumors are true, then the Houston Rockets really fucked up by not sending James Harden to Philly for Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, and a couple of draft picks. Robbie, shooter pass. I'm going to go pass. So according to Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer, Houston was looking for a cornerstone player and multiple draft picks. And technically speaking, the Sixers had this on their own. Would Ben Simmons fit with John Wall? No. But neither does Victor Oladipo, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. he'll probably be gone, if not by the uh, trade deadline, then after this season. Uh, Could I see a scenario where a scorned Tillman Fertitta says, Fuck that. I ain't trading nobody to Daryl Morey. Probably. I mean, I could see him being that petty, but I'm sticking Mm -hmm. to what I said on the last pod. The goal was always for James Harden to join Katie and Kyrie, and it was going to happen against all odds. Um, I actually reached out to friend of the pod and Sixers talk podcast host, Ben Mm. Barry. Shout out to Ben Barry, because I was like, I need your take on Barry. And here's what he said. He said, I would have a sit down with Ben to check to see if he's committed to improving offensively. If I walked away from that conversation feeling that he wasn't, I would have dealt him. I'm okay giving up Matisse because he doesn't fit with Ben and Joel on the court. I still hate that they're stuck with Tobias. I love the kid Maxi, and I didn't want to give him up. So apparently there was also rumors that Maxi was was on the trading block too. But mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently good, good, very, very nice. Robbie reached out to uh, Mr. yeah, shout out to Ben Barry, man. Putting my journalistic skills to the test. <laughs> I agree with a lot of points that Robbie mentioned, so I'm gonna shoot as well. But like you said, if you're going to acquire, I guess, um, a player to fit that roster type, I would think it would have to be a wing player, right? Like a, a small forward or perhaps a, a power forward who can shoot the three and that can run the floor. Like, adding Ben to that mix, like she said, it, it wouldn't mix with Wall because they do the same thing. And obviously, Ben's not a shooter because he has yet to improve on his game. But, um, yeah, I just feel like they would need, like, a, a wing player to complement Cousins and Wall and Wood. But, um, yeah, and if the rumors are true that Fertitta, he's holding this stupid grudge against uh, Amori, I mean, that's not how you run your business, guy. I mean, you got to let that shit go because in the end, it's going to cost you either your franchise and I think we all know also that Fertitta, he's one of the poorest owners in the league, by the way. So I feel like you can't base your business decisions on grudges. Like, you have to make the right choices for your roster going forward. But, yeah, definitely I don't think they fucked up with that trade offer of Maxi, Tybo, Ben, and two draft picks. Gabe, you acting like our current president, whose last day in office is today, hasn't Oop. managed his business like that. I mean, <laughs> that's true, but... You make a good point. It's hard to argue that, but like I said, if he wants to keep that franchise, you know, you can't base your decisions on just grudges, dude. Like, make what's, make the decision that's best for your team. But I feel like he's still holding that grudge if those rumors are true. Yeah, I mean, Gabe, I mean, I definitely echo both of what you guys are saying. I'll pass on this here. Um, you know, in, in reality now, you have, what, Victor Oladipo, John Wall, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. You know, if you... you know, insert Ben Simmons instead of Victor Oladipo. I don't know. Like, I I, I just, you know, the whole Ben Simmons things. I think Ben Barry's comments echo it. You know, are you willing to be, you know, offensively 
better this year and work on that. It's a huge part of, of the Sixers' success. Um, although they've had a little bit of success so far and, you know, floating the top of the Eastern Conference right now with a 9-5 and record. Um, so, you know, and then their concern is going to be obviously Brooklyn now too. Can you compete with Brooklyn? You know, Ben Simmons defensively, okay, great. But offensively, you know, where is that going to pick up or come from? You know, are you going to rely on Seth Curry for the offense from your, you know, your guard spot or, you know, the forward spots? You know, I just think that Houston, just either way, you're not going to replace a James Harden. And they just yeah. basically like the draft picks plus picked up a younger guy like a Victor Oladipo. Now, the problem is here is that you you should have kept Karis Levert regardless of what he's going through right now. And, and Gabe, you know, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. You should have kept him instead of Victor Oladipo. That's where the fuck up happened oh, for me. Yeah, yeah, that's where it happened for me. You know, that's that's their biggest fuck up. All right, uh, shooter pass here. The Oklahoma City Thunder have mastered the art of failing upward, Robbie. Shooter pass. Shoot, and it's unbelievable. I mean, as of now, the Oklahoma City Thunder are not the bottom feeders we all claim they would be. They are, what, a 500 team with a lot of basketball left to play. So it's very possible that they don't sustain this. They do have a tough road stretch coming up where they're going to be facing the Sixers, the Clippers twice, Portland, which, I mean, with Nurk and CJ McCollum out, maybe that's a little easier. Phoenix, and then they're going to come home to the Brooklyn Nets. But listen, got to give credit where credit is due. The development of SGA and Lou Dort, who both broke out in the bubble and have have managed to carry that momentum over into the regular season with a much heavier load this year because, you know, they lost lost a lot of their pieces. And... uh, they're not really helping this team tank like we all thought they would. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I think that Lou Dort needs to be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Um, and if I'm Presty, the draft pick order, I'm looking to keep these two and maybe unload some of these draft picks for some free agents that can help this team contend closer to now than to the future. Yeah, shoot, I agree. I feel like, at least for me, going into the season, I thought they would be the bottom feeders because, you know, I knew Shea was a good player because, you know, I've seen his numbers from last season. But I did not think they would actually be, you know, a level team, actually. They went through a few incarnations of superstar players. Remember, they started with Harden, KD, Westbrook, Ibaka. They went to the finals. Okay, they didn't win it. But that was a good team, a solid team you built through drafting. And then you got Paul George, the team over Russell Westbrook. Okay. That didn't work out. So we thought, okay, maybe now those guys are going, they might start to falter a little bit and rebuild. But no, they're actually kind of leveled. They're just hanging around, hanging around. And like you said, Dort, I remember at one point last season, the dude could not shoot. Like, he was breaking all over the arena. And he's actually improved a lot. So it's, it's kind of surprising. Also with Shea, like I said about him earlier, I knew he had this type of game. You know, he just had to bring it out. Um, and they're doing a good job of getting the offense through him. And, you know, he's showing that, you know, hey, you know, I belong here. And the guys around them are doing pretty well, too. So I feel like, yeah, they – I won't say failing upward. I would say it's more like a level failure, if, if that makes sense. A level failure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot, um, you know, and 
you know, Robbie definitely echoing a lot what you have to say there with their upcoming schedule. But it will be interesting to see how that plays out too, because obviously this season has been so wacky, right? Like we've seen some teams win some games that were pretty unexpected. Obviously, COVID's a concern. So will some of these teams have their full rosters? The way shit's been trending, I gotta you know say that the, the Oklahoma City Thunder could probably you know master this art of failing upward, win a few games that we probably didn't expect them, or they probably shouldn't be winning. But hey, you know, that's the way the season has gone on so far. All right, shooter pass. While the best move for the New York Knicks was to make no moves during the offseason, their second best move would be to trade Julius Randle soon. Gabe, let you take this. Uh, shooter pass. How you feel about that? No, no, pass. I mean, you got to build around somebody, right? We've all seen Randle's renaissance this season. The dude, he was averaging close to a triple-double on the Thibs. We know Thibs, he always gets the best out of his players. So I feel like, remember the other guy, Amari Stoudemire, right, from Phoenix? The dude was having yeah, an amazing yeah. season. He was killing it. And then you kind of made some trades to bring in Melo, who forced away out of Denver, and it just kind of fucked everything up. So I feel like with Randall, I feel like you have something here. The Knicks came out, you know, they came out playing above the heads in the beginning. They kind of faltered a little bit now. But Randall, he's a, he's a solid piece to build around. Now, I see that they've drafted his old guy, Gibson, again. He just loves that guy for whatever reason. But you have a nice, solid core. You have Peyton. You have uh, Mitch Robinson. You have Knox. So I feel like you have a solid core. You just need time and continuity to build this roster up to something special. I'm actually high on the Knicks. I just feel like they won't do anything this year. But don't trade Randall. The dude is thriving. Why would you mess that up? Hmm, interesting. I'm actually going to go shoot. Because while... Tibbs is the guy that can get the most out of his players. He's also the kind of guy that can run his players to the ground. And we (laughs) are seeing that right now. I mean, I don't know how much higher the ceiling is for Julius Randle, who is balling, but has to play an average of 37 minutes per game. Is that sustainable? I'm not sure. So I don't know how long this hot streak is going to last. And I'm saying shoot here. Obviously, it's going to rely on what kind of return the Knicks can get for him. Um, Right now, his stock is very high. His stock is very high. His contract will be up after next season. And considering that he's already, I believe he's like the highest paid Knicks player on the roster right now, he's probably going to demand more money. And I mean, you do have Obi Toppin, who you got in the draft, who's looking pretty good playing alongside the other rookie, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh. Why not try and see what you can get out of him? Facts, facts. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely going to go ahead and shoot as well. Um, definitely sell Julius Randle high. Got to. Um, I mean, I, I, and I'm not trying to hate on him at all. I just don't think he's like a cornerstone for a franchise at all. And if you're looking at, you know, the Knicks, you're like, okay, well, what is what is your future? Are you sticking with your young core? And if so, yeah, trade Julius Randle while it's high. Maybe you get a couple, you know, expiring contracts. You get a couple of draft picks and then go from there. All right, shoot or pass. Speaking of trades, John Collins will not be on the Atlanta Hawks roster past the trade deadline. Robbie, shoot or pass. Guys, we were so hyped on the Nets dumpster fire party that we didn't really touch on the other dumpster fire party that's brewing in the, in the ATL. Uh, I think we're going to shoot here. If there is a team that really buys into the idea that his production is not being maximized with the Hawks because he bet on himself by rejecting a four-year, $90 million extension for the season, well, again, 
why don't you see what you can get out of him? But his numbers are looking worse than last season so far. He's have he's had some issues with Trey Young, and the biggest thing possibly working against him is that the Hawks are hard capped. If I'm the Hawks front office, do I want to trade this guy and put the team in an, in a potentially a bigger cap hole? I mean, I guess if they do want to trade him, then it probably would need to happen by the trade line, especially if they feel like they're not going to be able to match a max offer. Yeah, shoot. I read a story about him and uh, Trey had, well, not him and Trey, but uh, Collins had a different idea on how the offense should be ran. And Trey out here looking like, or acting like he's Steph Curry the way he's running the offense. Um, so I feel like, and also you add Capella to the mix. Collins and Capella, they kind of do the same thing, right? But I don't know. I think Collins is a little bit more athletic than Capella, obviously. So that's why his numbers are kind of, you know, surfing a little bit. And then you also got the emergence of DeAndre Hunter. I talked about him last week. So I feel like Collins is in a bad spot because you have all these young talent that's kind of, you know, rising up. And he's kind of stuck in an unfortunate spot. So, yeah, if you could trade him, I would definitely trade him and see what you can give for him. But like Robbie mentioned about the hard cap, I don't know if that's such if that's the best idea. But you can clearly see that he's uh, he's disgruntled. He doesn't want to be there because of the whole offensive philosophy and all these other guys who man the ball more as well. So it's a hard spot to be in. But yeah, I would definitely trade him if I could. I I, I got to shoot. I think that they'll they'll still shop him, um, being that he's he's made the comments, the rumors that he doesn't feel like you know he feels like Trey Young's too much of the focal point and doesn't really care. You know, there's a whole nine yards of it. He doesn't, you know want this to be a team effort he's it's all about him whatever comments or rumors are out there about it there but yeah i'll just for the purposes say that i'll shoot and we'll you know check back in around trade deadline time all right shooter pass the team in the eastern conference that can beat the dumpster fire super team brooklyn nets in a playoff series is not the milwaukee bucks gabe you'll let you go first here shooter pass i'm going to surprise y'all on this i'm gonna say shoot I feel like it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh! <laughs> now, the reason I say that is because wow. I feel like they've been playing better under this new management group. Now, like I said, it's early in the season. It's been a wacky season. You never know things could change in a heartbeat down the road. But, like I said, I feel like when Philly's the best team in the East um, and Embiid's playing at his level, barring injuries or setbacks, and you got Ben running the offense, and Tobias Harris is actually looking pretty good, too. Now, they lost Seth Curry to the COVID, obviously. But I feel like this is the team that could pose problems for them. They got shooters around. Like you said, Ben's the outside game or the inside game, sorry. And then B can go in and out. And Tobias Harris is doing his thing. So I feel like they have the best chance to beat the Nets, opposed to Milwaukee, who just has Giannis, who still needs to work on the shot. You have a Deadly Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are also pretty good players. I just feel like Brooke, uh, sorry, the 76ers will be the best shot to dethroning if the Brooklyn Nets are the Easter Conference champs or get to that level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Robbie, how do you feel about that? Shoot or pass? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I think it is the Bucks. The reason why is very simple. Who in Brooklyn is going to guard Giannis? DeAndre Jordan? Throw in a good offensive game out of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, which can be likely because the, the the Nets defense is not very good and you know you might have a winning formula there but the key here will be them two and the other guys in the playoff rotation 
can they take advantage of this weakness and make shots consistently, especially in closeout situations? Because, yeah, you can throw Giannis on KD, Drew on James Harden, and say, I don't know, Dante DiVincenzo on Kyrie and play excellent defense, but you're going to need to score too because these guys are still going to get theirs regardless of how well you play defense. Yeah, man. Man, this this one was tough here because... I feel like there's so much left of a season to really look and determine this, but mm-hmm. you know, based on what I've seen so far, I, I mean, I gotta say, I'll I'll go ahead and pass as well. Um, and, and I believe in the Milwaukee Bucks you know, for that same reason. There, Robbie, I, I was looking at that game the other night, and Giannis, Giannis was eating like there was nobody in that pain, I and mean, he knew it too. Like for a second, I thought that the Nets were going to lose that game. Um, but obviously a little bit more too, too much more of, you know, KD and James Harden down the stretch, but yeah, I mean, in a seven game series, you, you got to think there's got to be some adjustments. Uh, you got to think that, you know, Giannis gets better with time here in this regular season, but there is, that's the scary thing about this Nets team is that they're really good offensively, but defensively, you know, you know, how are they going to stop some of the, some of the guys, you know, like you're looking at big guys in, in this, um, Eastern conference. So you know, Gabe, you alluded to the Philadelphia 76ers. You have Joel Embiid, you know, who's going to be responsible, you know, for holding him down. You know, are there – the thing I'm going to watch about the Nets is see, you know, how how, they, how well they do rebounding, you know. Is there somebody that's going to be able to limit a lot of these teams to, you know, one shot, you know, one possession. That's the biggest thing I think that Brooklyn has to focus on. That way, you, if you're giving up extra points, if you're giving up offensive rebounds, you know, second-chance points can kill anybody in the NBA. Um you know, Indiana, there's, you know, Miles Turner. I'm not saying he's an offensive threat, you know, but he's just another big body out there. Uh, obviously, we know Boston. We've talked about their big man last week. No hope for them. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's, those are just some of the teams that you're going to see down the road, you know, and, uh, you know, quite frankly, we got we got to have to see how, how Brooklyn plays out. And, you know, you're, you're asking DeAndre Jordan to do a whole lot in that inside that paint for Giannis. But Giannis, you know, come on, Giannis, give us something good, man. Don't be missing all these free throws, man. Right. If you're going to get to the line, make free throws. That's that's also a big, huge reason why you can lose a playoff series. DJ would get torched by either Giannis or Embiid. I mean, he has no business being in that paint. And then, like I said, if you, have, if you play the Sixers, you have Dwight Howard, who's a shell of himself on offense. He that's can true. Still shots. He can still rebound. So you yeah. have two bigs to contend with in Philly. But like I said, Giannis is the de facto big, I guess, in Milwaukee who will just tear him up in the paint. LeBron James should not have left Coca-Cola to sign a deal with Pepsi. Shooter pass, Robbie. Do y'all like Pepsi or Coke more? Not like Coke-Coke, Gabe. Don't get any ideas. I'm not uh, of like- course. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I don't like sugary drinks. Pepsi is sweeter than Coke. So I'm going to go with Coke. What about you, Chevy? Okay. I mean... I don't do soda much, but like I don't have like a preference where I have to have Coke or like whatever's available. I honestly, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree, I agree. I like I really don't like it's weird. Like I I don't mind it. Like I've had both. Like growing up in our household, we've had both. So it's like yeah, Dr Pepper. Not like my parents just buy. Yeah, well yeah, I read I like Dr Pepper, <laughs> but like there's not like oh we're gonna buy Coke. We like Coke. Like you know how some families like Coke. Like yeah, I mean wow, look at us. We're so answer. fucking healthy on this podcast. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, like, regardless of who he signed with, the guy is going to be a billionaire before he retires, while we anxiously await to see if we're getting another stimulus check to come at us. Um, I will say, 
LeBron's Sprite pl- flavor was pretty good, from what I remember, at least. I actually mm-hmm. got to go to the launch party for it. Uh, he was in Miami. I think it was at the uh, SL Miami, which I don't think is even open anymore. One of those fucking hotels on, like, by Lincoln Road on Collins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, listen, I'm not even going to pretend I'm big time, okay? I went as somebody's plus one. Um, and I was chugging that shit with whatever alcohol they threw in there. Because honestly, like, I'm not going to drink soda unless it's a chaser. Um, yeah, facts. Look, I just want to <laughs> say, I made an impression on LeBron because LeBron <laughs> allegedly texted the person that I went to this event with asking who I was. Now, I don't know if he if it was because he thought I was cute or if he saw me wilding out and falling all over the place after chugging all this fucking Sprite and vodka. But I live rent-free in LeBron James's head for at least five minutes. And yeah, I'm cashing in on that right now. She's big time on the show. Wow. Why did she, why, why did she wait so long to tell us that Waiting for the right Robbie. time. <laughs> You're capping. Capping queen. Hashtag capping queen. Oh my god. It was a fun night from what I remember. I don't remember. What you... <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Well, we're glad you had the experience. Thank and you. We're glad. I'm glad, we're glad I had it too. Hi, LeBron. Mm. So what are you saying? Are you hoping that there's like another lunch party and then also you get reinvited and now this time you try a this beverage time. with Pepsi mixed in? With your favorite yeah, liqueur? I'm down. Okay. LeBron, if you're hearing this, I'm down. If you need some entertainment, oh, I got you. Not like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that one through. Wow. Oh, man. Welcome to the Super Pass Podcast. Some drunk little shit <laughs> doing a leg lift all over the club Whoa. and the dirty turnpike, which I don't even know if I can do any of these things anymore because this was like <laughs> seven years ago. I mean, holla at me. I'll go to your event. I'll put on a show. You could throw money at me. Mm. I'm not going to like, you know, God, this is getting awkward. Somebody continue. else answer this shit. Continue. <laughs> Gabe's over here instigating it further. <laughs> so you said it's the pass, right? Yeah. I'm gonna just pass on the question because it's stupid. I don't give a damn. Like, who cares? Who cares? Pass. You like, know that this season has been a little dry. We're a little dry. We're trying to, you know. But Dude, I, I get why you put it, but who cares? Like, I don't like so Chef, like Chef said. I don't drink much soda either. I'm not a soda guy, and if I'm gonna drink soda, it's gonna be Sprite or Dr Pepper. So that's that for one. Well, you do know that I, Sprite I, is owned by Coca-Cola, right? So technically you're picking I, I, I get that. I get it. But I'm just not a fan of it either. I, I don't care for either one. And I don't care about somebody else's pockets, who I'll never see one day. So it's like, well, <laughs> pass on that shit. Pass. He sounds like a grumpy old man. I'm not but, grumpy. Um, Why am I watching his pockets? I don't care Gabriel, uh, you're a curmudgeon. No, Chef, take over, bro. Pass, pass. Uh, pass, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't. I'll, look, I'll say push. Like, let's just go back to the gay terminology. I'll just say push. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we could just get a different. Like, I don't know. Maybe their marketing is different. You know, they always do the whole, you know, Pepsi halftime commercial for fucking uh, the Super Bowl, right? Maybe we'll get something a little bit more. You know, we'll get a little bit more cooler commercials. Like uh-huh. we've had uh, Pepsi Super Bowl commercial. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's always been Pepsi. So you had um, what's the history, Rob? You had Cardi be in commercials with Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There was also was Kendall the... Jenner who was handing out Pepsis to make the world a better I place. The bottom is smart. That's crazy. Yeah. The timing on it is great. Yeah, so I mean, you're, it sounds like we'll probably get like like Pepsi celebrities have, have kind of been a little bit more out there. So mm-hmm. let's see what they can develop. I mean, although you know those little, um, you know Coca Cola ones, you know they've always used like LeBron as like a, a goddamn cartoon character, you know. So it's just kind of like, yeah, they wasted it. Yeah. What the hell is that? They wasted them. Yeah, Britney Spears, you know, she's done those, you know, commercials. I think Beyonce, uh, J Lo, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they've Beyonce had a good too. list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they've had a good cool. list. What a smart um, move. I'm sorry, LeBron. I'm sorry, LeBron. Yeah. Sorry. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll say that. All right, let's go ahead and get into our version of Mary Fuck Kill. We call it Dribble, Dunk, or Flop. Dunk is your top choice, Dribble is your runner-up, and Flop is your odd man out. The likely finalists for each award will go ahead and pick a category for. I'll announce them, and then if the choices aren't listed, we'll pull a Gabe here and trade them out as we see fit here. Remix. So, th- yeah, basically, Sprite Remix, right? Um, this is basically uh, going to be a few different categories. They are based on this season's stats and performances only. And the first category here, which we will either dunk, dribble, or flop on, are trade targets. Top three trade targets this season, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, and DeMar DeRozan. Gabe, we'll let you go first here. Dunk, dribble, or flop. Unless you want to trade, because you always trade. Yeah, of course I trade. But let's start from the bottom of the barrel, shall we, first. All right, so the flop goes to DeRozan. Every time we're on this podcast, I'm not trying to hit on DeRozan, but dude has a 90s game. Like, nobody wants that mid-range shit no more, bro. Like, you got to shoot three-pointers. Like, (laughs) what's up, man? Like, come on. Like, your game is so old, dude. Evolve. So he's, he's gonna be the flop. Well, lately though. No, he, no, he plays well, but it's like you can only you know to guard him in the mid range in the paint. He's not gonna shoot threes. He doesn't. He's uncomfortable shooting threes. So it's like you kind of take away a dimension of his game if he's not gonna shoot threes. I'm not saying he can't play. He just has to get that three point shot, dude. It's 2021 now. Like, come on, get with it. Uh, the uh, <laughs> dribble is Ben Simmons. You know, big tall playmaker. Also, just has to work on his jump, his jumper. He needs a consistent jumper or a jumper just in general. Forget the three-pointer, because every time he makes a three-pointer, hallelujah, it's a party. But, dude, let's get a get a jumper, and, you know, you'll be a, a solid trade target. Number one has to be Bradley Beal. He's an all-around player. He does everything, threes, dunks, mid-range, passing. Yeah, he has to be number one on my list. He is the dunk. Nice. Robbie, how about you? So I'm going to engineer a couple of trades here. I'll start with my dribble. My dribble is going to Victor Oladipo. Uh, I know I talked some shit about not needing Victor Oladipo. Let's pretend I didn't do that. I was wearing rose-colored <laughs> glasses for Giannis. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. But Victor Oladipo would really help this team right now and would look real nice next to a healthy Jimmy Butler and Bam. Uh, to be frank with you, I don't know how that would work contract-wise at this point. But he is my dribble, and I am back on board for the Victor Oladipo to Miami train. Okay. okay. Uh, my flop, my flop is gonna go to Kyle Lowry. 
Kyle Lowry and his caboose because he is 35 years old and his contract extension is done after this season. It's probably going to be easier to just wait until free agency at this rate. You guys think maybe the Clippers would pick him up? Because, like, what if Ka- what if Kawhi is trying to round up as much of that championship Ra- Raptors team as he can? He's already got Serge Ibaka out there. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's, that's, that's solid. Okay. A little theory I'm yeah. throwing out there. And then for my dunk, I'm I'm rolling with Gabe here, Bradley Beal. I mean, he's the yeah. leading scorer in the league. We we talked about this in the last pod. He needs to get the fuck out of Washington. He is wasting away out there. And a lot of teams would probably try and trade for him in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, I mine's very identical to Gabe. And you know, just to kind of echo a little bit about, you know, DeRozan. <laughs> I, you know, Gabe, I was looking at his like three point, you know, shooting this season because I was like, okay, you know, he's not he's not having like that bad of a season when you when you look at, you know, what he's been able to accomplish. But I mean yeah, he's shooting a three ball at 34%, 35 you want to round up. That's been the best he's been shooting it since maybe about one, two, three, about four seasons, like maybe six seasons ago. It looks like in the 2014, 2015 season, he shot it. Uh, I'm sorry, 2015, 2016 season, he was shooting that around 33%. So he hasn't shot the three ball this well <laughs> since then. Ironically, let, let's just look at the numbers, though. He's only shooting two three-point shots a game barely making one of them it doesn't tell me that doesn't tell me his games evolved at all it doesn't so i gotta agree with that like that's that's ridiculous man uh yeah i don't know like if you get a guy like the rosen like you, you gotta you gotta expect okay you're adding you're adding a mid-range shooter and i mean can, can you defend for me get go out there and just just knock a shot down if, if you're open in the corner you know that that's that's kind of what you're asking. So I got a flop definitely on Demar. Um, I will dribble with uh, Ben Simmons and then shoot obviously with uh, Bradley Beal. All right, we'll go into our next dunk dribble or flop, and this has to do with super teams since we now have one in Brooklyn. Robbie, what you got for us? All right, I'll start with my dribble. And for my dribble, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Guys, I think Paul George heard us telling Mm. him to shut the fuck up and play ball and actually follow our advice because he's looking good. He's looking consistent. He's not talking as much. Uh, The caveat with this is obviously how far this team will get in the playoffs. I mean, I don't really care that Paul George is actually playing like an MVP candidate right now. It doesn't matter. The team overall is doing shit like leading the league in three-point shooting percentage. Don't give a fuck. You got to do all this and win when it matters the most. Um, Duncan with the Lakers. I mean, they're on cruise control and still have the best record in the NBA. It's fucking ridiculous. LeBron hasn't even scored 30 points in a game yet this season. Um... I don't know. I guess, you know, they lost to the Warriors last night, but come on, let's be real. They're they're probably still going to the finals. And then I'm flopping the Nets. I mean, on paper, the Nets are the most talented of the three, but because their defense ain't shit and Kyrie's not back on the court yet and they need to fill out that roster, I mean, I can't I can't dribble or dunk on this team yet. I'm not entirely sold on them. I need to see the full team. Okay, well, I mean, I got that same exact order. 
I will just say on the Nets, they are the true definition of a super team because they have three as opposed to just a duo. But, I mean, you've made all the good points that I would have made because obviously the Lakers are the best team in the league and um, they're playing some of the best ball you've seen so far this season. Um, and the Clippers, you've, you've expounded on that point as well. But, um, yeah, like I said, the Nets, once we get all these guys back, and like I said, I, I, I want to I echo what Charles Barkley said about Kyrie. Like I said, if, if the guy, if, he ha- if he's having issues or if you don't want that type of guy in your locker room, maybe trade him for death, you know, get extra pieces around KD and Kyrie and, uh, uh, and James Harden, uh, you know, maybe defensive players or, you know, just more shooters or bigs or whatever the case may be. But um, definitely have the same order she has, and she pretty much said it better than I did. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you for saying that I said it better than you did. I think this is a <laughs> unanimous decision on this one here because obviously a very short list that we have for that particular topic. But, but yeah, very well said. Uh, you know, I think a lot of underlying issues for the Nets that we don't know about. So, you know, you, you have to kind of flop in that, in that direction for them. And then, yeah, pa- Paul George, though, Robbie. He has come alive, you know. They are they are up there. I don't think the the Clippers have dipped below, you know, lower than like four seed honestly this season. So they've been maintaining, you know, themselves as a top team out west, and that is basically what we would need to see out of them. They're not flopping at all right now. So you know, good for them. Good for good for uh, Mr. Paul George. But you know, there's always this place and stage of the NBA season called the playoffs. So we'll chat then. Uh, last category here that we will dunk, dribble, or flop on will be top young duos. Number one here, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Domantas Sabonis, or Miles Turner, and then Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Gabe, we'll let you go first here. Top young duos, what you got for us? Okay, so I'm going to go with the flop first, and I hate saying a flop because it has a Sabonis in it. But instead of Sabonis and Turner, I'm going to do an audible here and put it with Brogdon. Now, I don't know how old, but Brogdon is pretty young, too. He won Rookie of the Year a few seasons ago. So I would rather the duel of Brogdon and Sabonis. I feel like they work better together than uh, Sabonis and Turner. I like Turner. You know, don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but his defense is always lacking. And, you know, he's he can be very inconsistent at times. Sabonis, is he's a bull. Dude balls every freaking night, double-double, like in his sleep. So... Very promising player. I love Sabonis, but I like him better with Brogdon. Um, the dribble is going to be Zion and Brandon Ingram. I just need to see more. You know, it's, it's still pretty early in their careers playing together with each other. So I, I need to see more and how they develop going forward. And maybe if Ball isn't on the team, you know, maybe by the trade deadline or next season, you know, maybe they can take that next leap to, uh, you know, show me what they got in, in, in the future. But number one has to be Tatum and Brown. Brown especially, I feel like he's almost overtaken Tatum as the alpha dog on this team. He's been outscoring him. He's been doing it. He's the dog of the team. He's been doing everything that, you know, just he, he's been amazing this season. Now, I like Tatum as well, obviously, and they've been together for, uh, you know, quite a few seasons now. But we really got to pay attention to Brown and give him his due, uh, his, his props lately. He's been a, a, a baller this season. All right, so I'll start with my flop here. Unfortunately, I got to flop somebody. So I'm flopping Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. On paper, they should be the best, but I feel like people are still riding on potential here and on mm-hmm. upside, particularly with Zion. And it's not like they're necessarily playing bad. They're just still unproven, at least compared to these other duos. 
I'm engineering a trade here for my dribble. And I'm uh -oh. throwing in Shay and Lou Dort. <laughs> what? They are family <laughs> as tank commanders for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that is a good thing. And I've already talked about how awesome they their game has uh, developed and continues to develop for a team that should be tanking. Um, I dunk, like Gabe said, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, these two are the 1A and 1B for the Celtics. They are the most proven, and they are so well-rounded. I mean, Jalen Brown has been on fire to start the oh, season. Beast. And we were all shaky on the Celtics coming into this season, but they're at the top of the East right now. All right, so what I have here, obviously, um, I, I very very good on the uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown assessments, I think, for us across the board. Um, I mean, I got to go so far. It's going to be hard to flop with this one here because – you know, you always want to support and see good young talent. I, I will say, you know, out of the top three that I had mentioned, uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram for right now, like Gabe, you mentioned, I'll just flop on it. it there's so much that we still have to figure out with that team. Um, to me, you know, they're, they're in these games. The games are closed. Sometimes, you know, there was that game against the Lakers uh, last week on Friday night on ESPN. You know, they, they, they had a good, nice little, you know, 12, 10-point lead. And then the second half, the adjustments came in. The Lakers came back and beat them. So, you know, there's they're competing, right, at, at, at in, the, in the beginning. Um, so they have a lot to learn still. I will dribble with the Sabonis and Miles Turner combo. I love that, the fact that Indiana has gotten Sabonis and been able he's been able to thrive there you know robbie talked about the uh what was it the 28 and 22 point um you know 22 point 28 points 22 rebound game the 2020 game he had last week or a couple weeks ago that, that that's always nice to see in the nba i mean it used to be dwight howard's you know every other game but you know you don't really hear about that Trouble too often back in the day yeah yeah and um you know definitely the the tatum and brown combo um, you know, Gabe, you made an interesting point about Jalen Brown there. And, you know, obviously Jason Tatum has missed games this season due to COVID. So, you know, he, you know, he may not have had a more of this a greater opportunity than Jalen Brown. But at the same time, um, Jalen Brown, efficient player, man. Uh, 33 yeah. minutes, he's averaging almost 26 points a game. He's shooting 53% from the field, 40% uh, from the three-point line, and averaging 5.8 cents a game. Um you you read that stat line, you're like, hey, which Celtic player is going to average this, average this season? I'd be like, oh, Jason Tatum, obviously, duh, mm -hmm. you know. But the, he yeah, he's almost neck and neck. I mean, Jason Tatum, uh, twenty six point nine points per game. He's shooting forty seven percent from the field, forty three percent from the three point line, and averaging seven point one rebounds per game. So you know, Jason Tatum, obviously, a little bit better, you know, rebounder of, of a player, but. At the same time, I mean, they're they're almost neck and neck this season, and that that's good. That's good for Boston, right? Like exactly. that's what you need for Boston because you obviously didn't make any serious moves, and this is kind of like your last resort to move a step in the right direction and become, you know, a solidified contender in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, I definitely gotta dunk that all the way, Boston. You got a good duo there from Boston. <laughs> Sorry, resist. <laughs> That was beautiful, That's Gabriel. Very yeah, nice. That was, that was great, man. Well, that wraps up our show. Lady, gent, it is the Shooter Pass Podcast. Episode 50. We made it. Let's do 50 more, right? Let's do 50 more episodes here. Obviously, the NBA will keep us going. And uh, it has been a pleasure here. Once again, this is the Shooter Pass Podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, make sure you guys follow us at Baseline Times on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, we also we also are available on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. All stream all major streaming platforms. And for the listeners out there in India, thank you for listening on the Gio 7 and Ghana app. Please make sure you subscribe and also all of our listeners internationally out there. We appreciate you guys, you know, getting all these international streams and people actually listening to us. Uh, Robbie Gabe, uh, where can the people find you guys at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the Gram. LL Cool J Licks Lips. Gabe XL across both platforms. Uh, Gabe, you have any shout outs? <laughs> I want to shout out Dustin Poirier. I hope he destroys Conor McGregor in the rematch this Saturday. UFC, tune in. Should be a hell of an event. McGregor's off of uh, his loss. I mean, sorry, his win of a uh, cowboy. So he needs to prove that, you know, he can beat Dustin Poirier again. So. I'm going to shout out Dustin Poirier. Let's get it done, baby. Louisiana in the house. All right. Robbie, how about you? I got I got a shout out for, for women in sports. Listen, guys. The Wizards promoted Amber Nichols to general manager of their Geely affiliate, the Capital City Go-Go. Uh, that's freaking awesome. She's now the second mm-hmm. female general manager in the Geely. Sarah Thomas who is, a, she's going to make history as the first woman to officiate in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So good for her. How about that? And I'm going to throw another little shout out to someone who's not in sports, to someone who's going to hold a very important position in oh, yeah. our next president's administration, Dr. Rachel Levine, who is going to be the assistant health secretary and is going to be the first openly transgender federal official in U.S. history. That's fucking dope. That's fucking dope. We're making strides in 2021, and I love it. I, I totally misread your last one. I thought you was going Kamala Harris. <laughs> I was like, I mean, get him. good for her. Bye yeah, her. absolutely. Shout out to her, too. Shout out to our first female VP who is a black woman, Kamala Harris. Shout mm. out to her. Awesome. Mm. Awesome accomplishment for women. Awesome accomplishment for black women. That is freaking amazing. Yeah, I, I got to give a shout out. Uh, mine's going to be uh, actually I got I got two shout outs. So the first shout out I want to go very cliche. I actually want to shout out to uh, Devin White. He is he was truly missed on the uh, Buccaneers defense, but he came into this game. Um, he had twelve tackles, an interception, and a fumble recovery. So a huge part for the Buccaneers defense. I hope he continues that. Uh, that was my biggest concern for the Bucks there. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit of football, but uh, yeah, shout out to the shout out to the entire Buccaneers defense, man. You know they got stomped 38-3 uh, by the Saints earlier in the season, but uh, you know we, we win when it matters. Go things, do go things, and dude, Tom Brady's such a cool guy, man. Like this, I feel I feel like a Patriots fan. It's kind of weird, but uh, this is what you guys have been feeling, right, Robbie? Like yeah. it's how you feel like every other year. And Just I'm happy for Tom, here. man. I'm happy for him, and I hope he get, he goes all the way. I really do. He deserves it. Looks like he got the last lap of a Belichick. He's he's in the playoffs. Belichick flopped. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and then my my second shadow actually is internal here with baseline times. We actually launched hockey coverage for the very first time ever on this platform, nice. and we're actually hitting uh, four years almost in May. We'll be you know four years. Um, old I should say but uh yeah shout out to those guys uh we have Jeremy who's our uh newcomer he's actually going to spearhead the NHL coverage uh, he's currently 
with one of our experts, Arian, doing uh, a podcast called Central Ice Podcast, which is now streaming. Their first episode is out uh, that just dropped this week. So Central Ice Podcast, you can find them on Instagram under the name Central Ice Podcast. On Twitter, they're actually um, under at Central Ice. And yeah, shout out to anybody who's listening to that hockey coverage and supporting the hockey coverage. We got it for you now, uh, amongst many other things on the platform. And without further ado, that is the end of our episode. So we know what time it is for Gabe to say. Word. Word.